None of that. None of that. And you guys. Cherry Blossom Kit Kat. That sounds like that sounds like kitty porn. Green green <laughs> green tea kit cat? That is actually what it's like for your taste buds. A <laughs> <laughs> good thing or a bad thing. Uh, I don't know. The I've best. never I've never had it. The best word. It's like you open up and you're like, oh, is this a special Easter flavor? And it's like, no, this is just Asia. <laughs> this is just the, like this is our best selling flavor of Kit Kat. This is a small Asian child. <laughs> We actually, we actually did put blood and sweat into this one, so... Whoa! <laughs> That's how they solved the population problem. Yeah. They grind up children and put them in kick <laughs> Saying that... Oh, God. No, 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 don't throw that one away. <laughs> put in Kit Kat. <laughs> Use all of the parts of the buffalo. <laughs> they're not buffalo, they're children. Children buffalo. <laughs> I wish I could rename, remember the name of the novel that was just, like, all about dudes falling into meat grinders in the jungle the jungle yeah it's like upton sinclair yeah it's like the jungle up in there it was a great book it was about him shoveling shit off of hot dogs basically it was like oh a rat fell in the hot dog machine whatever let's just keep going don't disrespect my facts like that that was gonna be so good (laughs) you have a whole box and a half of hacks just a box it was less oh, prize pool for the Oh, wow. That's so, awful. Yeah. Moving Not on. even a box and a half. Kazmi, would you please? No, we got this intro. We're, we're good. <laughs> oh, okay. Intro is in the can. All right. Daniel Sale. Oh man. My name is Christopher Casby. And my my co-host, Chris Burroughs, and then the other guy. <laughs> I'm actually here for this one. <laughs> our our guest host, Daniel Sale. <laughs> <laughs> guest editor. We tried to kick him off the cast and he just wouldn't it wouldn't stick. Wouldn't well, I mean you guys recorded a full podcast and right. it never got out to the public. Well, our Imagine cast, that. Our cast was, wow, you know, you're right about that. Hey, uh, you know, I really <laughs> like your point, And you know what? You're right about that, too. And no, then our, we cast just, was, I was, our cast was, hey, what about this card? I really like this card. I like this, too. Yeah, I like, look at this. It look was a this. lot of verbal masturbation. And he's like, yeah, you know, look at this card. I like this card. Yeah, I like this card, too. <laughs> you guys just Evan Irwin the whole thing. Right. No, Basically. it was, it oh, was not that quite that. It was not quite there. I don't know. Cause, all cause I, all I know wrong. is you guys. All I know is you guys want to start a podcast at like one fifteen in the morning, and I was like, "Fuck that! I'm done." Sleep time. My name Daniel Show. Sleepy time. I value my sleepy time. I got it. So what is this like episode like seventy four? You know, if we released all the episodes we've cut, probably. But we it's actually episode fifty seven. Heinz fifty seven. This is the third time we have recorded episode fifty seven. This is like of the this Scrubway is like Heinz 57 is like a thing, right? It's like a barbecue sauce. About. It is a barbecue sauce. Sweet Baby Ray's all the way. That's all I'm saying. It so is. There's no 57. It yeah, is you know what? 50, it took them 57 tries to make it. And I mean, you could just have A1. They got it right the first time. So Let's take right. sauce. <laughs> sauce, barbecue sauce. Actually, wouldn't A1 be like the 27th try? Why? Because A, B, C, D. This is a battleship. No, that'd be one A. No, that's not right. <laughs> no, it'd be A one. Anyway, but I mean, nobody puts their ship at 
A1. Yeah. Like, don't guess that number. I think, I think we're going to pretend That's to talk terrible. about magic cards today. That's the worst battleship strategy. So, you know what? Uh, a couple well, weeks ago, in fact, a month ago, starting about a month and a half ago, to be honest. Wait, uh, has it been that long since you casted? No, no. It's no. been a while, dude. I mean, we've, it feels like that, right? Oh, we're also broadcasting from our new studio. Oh, yeah. Me and D-Sale moved in uh, together. Our so. besties now. I mean... Because they're so cute. They're sweet on each other, let's be honest. I don't know if we've spent a night in the place, like, together yet. That's true. Yeah. We're like... <laughs> I, I mean, mean, sleeping around. That's okay. We're just, like, randomly out for the entire night. I don't and... know. It's like, I'm pretty much like that anyways. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, hey, Diesel, you want to be my roommate? And he's like, sure. I was like... He was like, I don't know, you're kind of messy and you're kind of annoying. And I was like, yeah, I'm never there. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. No, but it's got a balcony, so you can smoke out there. Exactly. And then, then I was like, sold. Yeah, it's all right. It's all. <laughs> no, sure. worry about it. Yep. Why not? But so, uh, uh, greetings from our new studio. Episode yeah, 57. Pretty about it. Yep. We're drinking whiskey. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if you guys, I don't know. Some people have been like, oh, where's the beer of the week? We've just gone the way of the dodo and just, we're just degenerate fucking alcoholics now. I mean, just pouring glasses of whiskey. It's difficult to rate a beer every week because no, it's not. It's really easy. You just drink it. Right. And then make it up. No, oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> it's really easy. Trust me. <laughs> difficult in the way Beer of... of the Week was one of the most easy segments we've ever done. <laughs> I mean, we had to go all the way to the store to get no, it. No, I did. You all just had to drink way. it. No, that's not true. We went, he, he we went to our, England to get his beer. I went to get England first, but we got like six weeks you worth of beers. You Peroni. So? So I can get that at the corner store. Uh, you didn't, though. <laughs> I went to England It tasted to get like shit. It was Peroni. Also, Are you surprised? the one time you went to the store to get beer, you picked up Foster's. <laughs> one time I got Foster's. Jesus. I also got you Tiger, too. Tigre? Tigre. Whatever the fuck La it was. Tigra. Yeah. Yeah. It was Lesbian awesome. rock. It, yes. <laughs> Yo, Decepticon, man. Decepticon. I don't know what that means. It's their, like, only hit. Hey, you remember oh. when this was a Magic the Gathering podcast? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> so, like I was saying. Uh, Chris Burroughs' other roommate, Lawrence Creech, who's, yes. he's been on the podcast once or twice, maybe. Well, okay. Or, let's, or at let's least start, he's been around. Let's start here. About, about, about a month and a half ago, there's there's all these people, and on the internets, you know, you know them. They're on different websites, such as Channel Fireball or uh, Star City Games, are talking about, oh, uh... You know, Bampod is probably like no longer viable. Uh, it's it's the worst matchup uh, when playing against Kessig Wolfrun, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, our friend of the cast, Lawrence Creech, takes down uh, a top eight spot at Star City Games. Uh, <laughs> takes down a top eight spot. <laughs> takes down. It sounds Ce- much better that way. Takes down Cedric Phillips in the he, win in the winning in uh, match. Patrick Chapman was like, "Oh no." We've seen this Lawrence Creech guy. We know he's addicted to value. He's going to use that acidic slime to knock all of the permanents off of this guy's board. And Jacob Van Linden goes, no, 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 there's no way. The guy's going to scoop. And as as the last land is being blown up by acidic slime off of a Venser trigger, uh, Tiger Chapin is going, na, 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 na. It's really, it was really, it was, it's exciting. But congratulations, Lawrence Creech, getting some... Money okay. to the house. Bring in the big and all. So, like, you alluded to... Well, he also just spent, like, six days in Vegas, so, I mean... I mean, there was bacon from his trip, too, which yeah, is actually exactly. kind of exciting. Um, uh, you I allu- love bacon. You alluded to the fact that, like, people were like, oh, well, Vampod's dead and whatever. Yeah. Okay, so, I think what we're seeing right now is the... I think what we're stand- seeing right now is, is everything kind of is awesome. viable. <laughs> like, yeah, like, standard's kind of awesome. 
for the first time in a, like maybe since we've started the cast, standard's kind of awesome. It really is. Cause I don't know. There's no squadron hawks. Oh, <laughs> there's ink moth nexus, dude. It's like the same card. <coughs> Bite your tongue, Ink Moth Nexus blows. <laughs> yeah, Squadron Hawk out. Of the I've water. watched you play so many Ink Moth Nexus. You've games. literally seen me play Ink Moth Nexus in every deck since it came out. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> so just saying, like, also Tezzeret in every single deck yeah. since it's come um, out. Uh, but uh, a one Planeswalker can be. When, when, <laughs> when have we seen every single week? Like just going forward and going forward is is there's something new and there's something new and uh, you see it. Uh, it there was uh Lawrence was really upset when at the Grand Prix uh, uh in Hiroshima, Hiroshima yeah. he uh, some random guy top aided with a Bantpod deck. It was it was slightly different than what he'd been playing. He was like, Man, my tech got out. But this he, deck's gonna be on people's radars. Yeah. And I was, was like, Don't worry about it, really. No one no one's uh, get- for the record, someone else top aided Las Vegas with a Bandpod deck. Right. Too. That's and true. It was, and it was basically the the Hiroshima build. I mean, uh, that's correct. Honestly, I, mean, well, I don't. I don't uh, want to hey, go crazy uh, about Bandpod. Like, well, I do want to say one thing. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if you geniuses ever remember me talking about Bandpod back in the day. Oh, we should put Mimic Bat in it. Stone nuts. <laughs> Guess yeah. what? Pretty cool. Actually true. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Well, so for it, the it, record, if when Casby says shit, he's probably right. Hang on. Unless so, he's drunk, and then he's probably just having fun. When you use a Mimic a Bat to put a token into play, does it copy the converted mana cost? So yes, you can ma'am. Bandpod with it. Yes, yes. ma'am. All right. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool I mean, also, it. you can end step it when you have nothing, so you can do two things. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff you can do with MegVet, but the thing is, actually, the, what I actually liked, uh, the because me and Lawrence have been working on Lawrence's list for a while, but I liked the other list because it actually found room for Venser and MimicVet, which are kind of, they were interchangeable in other lists, which was crazy to me. I was like, why would you ever take out Venser? And this guy, this, this guy obviously agreed, was like, I really like MimicVet, but, you know, Venser kind of just wins games, so... But don't you agree that standard is just awesome? That that we've really actually is. gotten from from the get go at states where we were like, oh well, there's only going to be a couple holdover decks, and we knew that going in. Sure, that things were going to have to change, and we saw you know some of the like tempered steel or pure steel paladin stick. I around. like how everyone touted Kessig Wolfron as the best deck, and now it's like not even like a real like everyone's right. Just like, exactly, oh, Kessig's not even that good anymore. I mean, mo- like you mono know? red had Slag a big Storm week. version isn't as much as Dungrove Elder. That's actually been posting results every week. I know, but I'm saying like people have like fallen like like it was pretty much hands down the best deck for a long time, right? And then like then you know fucking Juza fucking rocked fucking Hiroshima with fucking yeah. Overrun, and everyone's yeah. like, oh my god, what's going pretty on? Pretty cool, here? right? So I mean, okay. He put that green white tokens list together, and now the very next week it's all blue white aggro, and now people are trying to figure out if they can play uh, Delver. Yeah, everything. I mean, there's a number of different Moorland Haunt decks now where they're like, oh, well, you remember that Illusions deck, the super aggressive Illusions deck? Like, we're gonna be heavy blue splash white, and then there's the heavy white splash blue, and then there's still green white tokens with Planeswalkers. There's green white tokens without Planeswalkers. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for a strictly control deck to actually emerge in this format, which allows a lot of different random aggro and combo it. Okay. There, there's no, don't talk, don't talk. It's a podcast, but don't talk. There's no answers (laughs) only. Come on. Uh, Come on. You're not answers. Your deck is not all answers. It's questions and answers. There you go. It's all questions. It's mostly questions. Let's be honest. Chris Casby, what have you... You did... did, uh, I've been winning, like, everything. Okay. You Mm. you got real close to top-aiding states in Virginia, right? Uh, Tell us about 
the deck you've been playing since the game. It's on the, the Facebook page, but it's just an awful. It was a binder pull. It's this awful Tezzeret deck. Not no, true. it's not. That's don't don't lie to people. Oh, it's people. much better now. Oh, okay. Because I actually played it, and I was like, wait a minute, this binder pull has feet. Uh, Druidic Satchel is my new favorite card, by the way. That card's amazing. It's uh, so you're playing Tezzeret control, right? Yeah. And it's got how many artifacts? Like just twenty. Okay. Is that Inkmoth Nexus too? Uh, those Inkmoth Nexuses are lands, sir. Okay. I I still don't understand how Inkmoth and Tezzeret work together, but apparently it's much more simple than. It's not simple, but I, like like once you get it, you get it. But it's more complicated. Well, it's like, okay, okay. So I activate an Inkmoth Nexus, and you it's a one one flyer with Infect. Right, and then you activate Tezzeret, make it a five five, and it just since it's a one one flying creature with Infect, it becomes a five five creature. So you fly in for five Infect. Okay, at the end of turn, it reverts into a land. And also a 5-5 creature. Now, when you untap, if you want to do it again, he's no longer a 5-5 flying infector. He's just a 5-5 creature. If you want, What you need to do to be able to swing in for infect again is activate the Inkmoth Nexus, turn it into a 1-1 flying creature again with infect, reactivate Tezzeret, making a 5-5 flyer, and swing it. Okay, so if I activate it a second time, it doesn't get to be a 5-5. I mean, right, it's a 5-5 creature. Until you it beca- activate it. It's a 5-5 five, five creature, and then you activate it, and an actual activation yeah. says becomes a 1-1 one, one creature okay. with flying an infect. Okay, good. Like, that's... that's Ooh, layers. It, I mean, Yay. basically, you just if you want to get in for 10 infect with the same thing, you just got to do it twice. Right. And... Which is amazing. That's still and hard. It's not that, That's hard for people to grasp. That's hard for me to grasp. I don't know. Like, if I'm just looking at it on the board and I don't know it already, that's that's really <laughs> crazy We were... Uh, I was playing that winner box this weekend, and uh, I felt like such an idiot because um, I activated an Inkmoth Nexus and went to 5-5 t- it with a Tezzeret. He's like, I'll gut shot it. And I was like, okay, I'll pay my mana to redirect it to Spellskite. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'll Vapor Snag your Spellskite. And I thought about what? it for a minute. And this is after our two-hour, literally two-hour-long second game. I, wow. I played an entire round, came back, and they were playing the same game. Right. Wow. Was, our second game was two hours long. So, um, and this is game three. So, oh, I'm sorry. He also calls a judge before he plays the vapor sag to, to figure sure, out right. how redirection works if there's no target to redirect it to. Right. The answer is you can't redirect to a target that isn't there. Right. Right. Um, my genius ass forgot that I could do spell sky's ability more than once. I mean, that was the very clear answer. So I let has... him resolve the spell skite and kill my Inkmoth Nexus, Ugh. which is fine because I have another Inkmoth Nexus that I activate, sure. slam the other Tezzeret from my hand and <laughs> activate it and swing. <laughs> He's like, all right, well, if you got that, then you just you win. got there. Um, but uh, I, I blame the fact that we played the second game for like two hours. Dude just wouldn't give up. Wow. He just wouldn't give up. I mean, like, it turned into the longest... Gr- he was playing the Super Blue Illusions Splash Moreland Haunt version right. and just kept making dudes and kept doing stuff. And honestly, I like I know for a fact that he was drunk at the beginning of that match, <laughs> but he was not drunk at the end. Wow. <laughs> like, I was swinging it with, like, two worm coils and, like, uh, a batter skull. Like, yeah. Wow. Just like, what? Like, and he's just, like, cracking back for similar amounts of damage with, like, more than haunt tokens. And I'm like, Holy shit. if I ever rip my... Wait. If wait. I ever rip a, a, one of these three ratchet pops I sided in against you, sir, <laughs> you are dead meat. I promise you. Okay, so you win that one, right? And then you you, you go on to lose that win a box and... Yeah. Kind of sad. But you get Divine Retribution, 
the next day. Didn't you play him in the oh, Swiss? Oh, Divine Reckoning. Well, oh, Divine Retribution, actual Retribution. Actually, no, yeah. I didn't play him in the Swiss. I got um, He I just him punted him. Um, okay, here's the deal. He sat. Uh, this kid named Seth. He's a really nice guy. Seth Manfield. <laughs> no, I don't just know. random. Sorry, I don't know. Sorry, Seth something C. Okay, because sure, he was sure. sitting by me at the PTK Reg. Um, the guy to my left. Front, in front of me and to the left opens up Olivia, Snapcaster, Bloodline Keeper, um, some other busted rare. That some, some like sounds ridiculous awesome. rare. Um, he's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. So I have to pass this. He passes the... three to his left and this kid gets it. Um, proceeds to punt for the day. Like, I think he goes X3. And um, I don't know. You know, it's, it's what else. Is that, is that the end of the story? That's, that's the end of, I mean, I'm not gonna. I mean, the kid was nice. I'm not gonna fucking hate on him. Like he was no. a nice kid. Okay, he's not a particularly great player. I mold a five on <laughs> game three, and he, you know, uh, it's control versus control, and one person molds to five, that person's probably gonna lose. Uh, so did yeah. uh, did player A hit all his land drops? I mean, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, he did everything fine. Like he kept a seven land, a seven card hand, and I am so played lost spells in the whole this story at this point. I don't understand. You're watching, right? I don't. I don't even know who's who anymore. Oh. I was there, Play, and I don't know what story A's we're telling. Evil. Okay. I don't care. Evil doesn't <laughs> even matter. Regardless. Regardless. I, I, I punt. Uh, I punted a. There was a, a box because I multiplied. There was a game of magic cards, and someone mulliganed. Right. Sure. It was sad. Yep. Um. But at that same weekend, we PTQ'd Daniel Sale. This uh, was rowing up this past yeah, weekend. Yeah. Tell us about yeah. uh, days one and two of this back. So for our Facebook fans, we we've been teasing this ptq weekend for a while and I, I didn't have any fans come up and talk to us i guess they just take us for granted at this point what i don't know if anyone around here listens to us I mean, not, <laughs> up, not up in the mountains i don't think they have the internet up there so it's true that's <laughs> true i will say star city game like, so we went to roanoke for a double ptq weekend so you guys like, wrapping the shirts uh no i actually packed an overnight bag and Left then proceeded to leave it here at the studio and wow. just had to I actually, actually uh <laughs> embarrassing i actually uh ended up having to get a uh used free blood drive shirt out of the trunk of todd's rental car wow um and wear that for day two nice um so yeah it was real classy didn't you you wore that to my house the other day <laughs> Yep. <laughs> oh, I've been wearing this shirt since Saturday. <laughs> I mean, guys. oh man. Um, in my defense, it's got a picture of animal on it, and it glows. Oh man, it is the coolest shirt. I gotta say, I would wear that for multiple days. I'm I not would. impressed by that shirt. Um, You're an idiot. I mean, it's a light source, Whoa, so I mean that's impressive. Out. You're just the dumbest person I've ever met. <laughs> Agreed. Animal was the drummer, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's pretty cool. It is very cool. What? It, it, that's what you remember him for? I'm saying like no, nobody else knows who the other like band Dr. members Teeth? of the Doctor Teeth. What the fuck is that? <laughs> he was the lead. That's singer. not a Muppet. Yes, he is. Yes, he, is. <laughs> he was the lead singer. What? Doctor Teeth in the Electric Mayhem. That was the name of the band. Did they cover like? They didn't cover anything. They were just amazing. They did. They, they did cover re- Wipeout. Did they? Okay. They were just amazing though. All right. Shut Sweet. Up. I hate you. Awesome. So anyways, uh, uh, day one, I go 03 drop. I have a decent white-black deck that I, I I looked at it and said, this deck isn't amazing. It doesn't have any bombs, but it's clearly got to be a white-black deck. It's got a lot of human synergies. 
I'm just gonna go like it, it was. It's a seven round seven round event. I'm like, ah, I could get there. And you and you brought and, this. Uh, you brought this seal pool over to my house the other day, and, and we had us look fine. at it. And we we were we we're probably only four or five cards different from what we figured. And by we, I mean me and the random people that looked at it. Probably like four or five cards different from the what we figured the optimal build was right. at the end of the day. Well, well let's get so, some so let's bad. get some results done, and we'll talk about some specific cards out of it. But anyway, I ended up going four one and then losing out, which was. De- like really depressing. Like I lost my win and in, and then I lost another one because why not stay in at that point? Right. Lost that one too, and then it's just like, wow, can we please go get steak? Nope, can't go get steak. Somebody <laughs> from the car got top aided. Somebody from the car top aided. Nobody gets to go get steak now. Guess you had to sit around for the next three hours and starve. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. I'm really, no, really I'm cool, like though. super ungrateful. It was really cool that uh, of both days, two of us <clears throat> in the group top aided. So Todd pr- proceeds yeah, to yeah, that's really cool. That is pretty like, cool. Yeah, uh, he he's a he's a nice guy <clears throat> from the from he's like cute for Nats and he's a member of our play group or whatever. And so is he, cute? he, oh, hasn't, he has been cute for Nats. He hasn't drafted a lot, and it showed just because some of his card evaluations were a little bit crazy. Like he valued. Todd, the, wait, you're telling me Todd Scott hasn't drafted a lot of this set? Yeah, he's like the Moto Draft King. He not, didn't do it this initial. He time. hasn't done a whole lot of money. Wow. And so like he just he valued <clears throat> he, like he drafted green white, but he ended up getting like the spider really high and the boar really high. Just like cards that look really good when you're but, just looking when you're just reading them, and then after you play the set a couple times, you're like, ah, oh, this spider is. <laughs> comes down a turn too late. Like they just have a bonds of faith, and your game is over. Yeah, and also so, spider. Yeah, spider does to every removal. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> pretty much for as good as spider is, even when he's kicked, it's just like still even, some, even, somehow that's still unimpressive. Even <laughs> sensory deprivation makes him yeah. embarrassing. Like it's just like it's kind of an awkward card. Sensory he's, deprivation is a very. He's good taking card. those kind of cards pretty high, and like he had a it's, he had a functional deck. We'll and, talk about that later. Uh, he also valued the fact that they ran the draft very professionally. I guess you'd say where like it was called right with time. Yeah. But they also made very sure, like it's a circular table, and they made very very sure that everyone was able to see every single face up card, yes. or flip card, because it's like public information. And so yes, like. There was a whole lot of like count your pack out, put the card on top, show everybody your card, like all the time. Well, so, they said show everybody your card. Yeah, when I, you open the pack, they said reveal your like there was a card. there was an Whoa. extra there was an extra moment at the beginning of every pack where you open up your pack and count it out and then put your card face up, mm-hmm. and so that everyone can take a good look at what everybody else has um, at a, at a, like a visible pause. Anyway, he he. Basically said, I kind of just drafted this deck to counter who I know my first opponent was going to be across the table from me because he took, I don't even remember what he took, but like, obvious werewolf cards. Yeah, it was something like that. Gotcha. And so he just ended up taking a deck that he knew would beat his first round opponent, which he did. Yeah. And then, and then he kind of went from there. Well, he ended up losing to this really bizarre, not very good looking blue red deck that it was like it that was, actually I, won the tournament. I, it I won the tournament, but in, in this format. No, his deck was actually the stone nuts, dude. Yeah, it's it had okay. It, it was a mill deck. It, it was like base a mill deck. It had a blasphemous act and a lot of test test subject. Okay. It also had one burning vengeance. So its plan was literally sit around and not do anything. Hopefully, you hopefully get this burning vengeance. Right. And if I don't hit my burning vengeance, I'm still just going to try to mill you out. I mean, he had other things. Like he had stitch drakes. Like he had like 
uh, armored scabs. Like he had defensive things that would let him like that he could in theory swing with, but it was more so to sit back on defense. Mill you kill all your creatures sounds like an insane like strategy in limited. It sounds awesome. No, it was it, like it well, was his deck was kind of dirtily if it didn't hit his one of burning vengeance. Uh, that being said, whoa, every whoa, whoa. game he didn't every, have other kinds of removal. I heard he had blasphemous act. That's pretty strong. He had a blasphemous act. He had right, which I saw him mill twice against Todd Scott. Ooh, um, that was the thing. Like I saw him playing against Todd, and I saw him playing against uh, a little bit against his final opponent. Like uh, I heard about him playing against the final opponent. Sure, sure. Um, and nobody, like just no, everyone refused to kill his civilized scholar. What? His civilized scholar literally just merfolk looted the entire yeah. game, every game. That's yeah. embarrassing. I mean, that's yeah. how he lost. Nobody game. would kill that guy. It's how he lost game three. I, to be honest, Todd really only had like rebukes to kill it, and that right. thing's not really ever going to attack you. So, like, not, not, in, that not in that deck. So, I mean, he didn't. He he literally lost because I think that thing looted five or six times. And no, against Todd Scott, it looted every turn. From the turn that it hit right. play on turn four. I mean, you don't like, have to... It like, looted every turn. That's awesome. <laughs> he saying, almost milled himself by looting. Wow. <laughs> that, is, that is true. He he like, he like was very cognizant of like how many cards are in your deck. How on many the cards turn that he deck. cracked in for lethal, he had like three, three cards, cards in his blood. Right? Yeah. And it was all from looting. Jeez. Like, I mean, also, sculpting the perfect hand. I mean, I mean, you can do it. Also, his deck looked like total shit. So... Oh, his deck was nuts. Hang, I on, his deck hang on. I, I cannot... I. Can't I can't hear you say his deck looked like total shit when I just heard all of these good things? How do you determine in this? Like, are are we gonna stop here and talk about like limited stuff, or are we gonna go on to day two stuff? Because I mean, I kind of want to just challenge you. I just want to challenge you. Tell me why you think this deck looked like shit? Because I I really don't sound. It doesn't sound bad. Mill strategies are really strong because of all of these self mill strategies in this format, and also. Uh, any kind of Burning Vengeance strategy is going to be probably subpar, but, I mean, there's plenty of flashback spells, especially in blue-red, that you could actually do stuff. It's probably real good if you have more than one Burning Vengeance. No, no, no. But burning Vengeance does not sound like the key, because all of the flashback spells... He also had two Curse of the Bloody Tomes. Yeah. I mean, all of the flashback spells are also mostly... I mean, most of them are, are actual kill spells. Like, Solid Departure is a tempo kill spell. A tempo slash kill spell. And, uh, you know, like, uh, Grass of Phantoms. Um, Desperate... In the middle deck is literally just a kill spell. Right. Um, uh, how about Desperate Ravings? Desperate Ravings digs you so hard, and it's insane. He had two. No, I mean, I'm... Two Desperate Ravings? That's insane. Yeah, he yeah. had two. Um, I don't know. The de- like... It was really deflated. Maybe we're just hating on him because we had a different horse in the race. I'm not hating on him. I thought his deck was nuts. Yeah, that's awesome. And he ended awesome. up winning. I don't know. I thought I thought the his finals opponent looked like he had a much better deck. It was it was what a was blue deck. It was a blue. It was a very aggressive blue black deck with multiple interlopers, a bloodline keeper that he first picked. And the problem was that he had a bunch of like kill spells and unsummons, and that wasn't the strategy that the blue, like the blue red deck doesn't have things that care about. Yeah, that. like. The blue red deck, the blue red mill deck, isn't going to lose to a dead weight. That's why like, it's so beautiful. So there were a lot of spells that just ended up being dead in his hand, and uh, I like we didn't watch the whole thing. We wanted to go eat steak. Sure. So I don't know. Like in the end, we just ended up hearing that the guy choked, and the blue red deck ended up winning. But I don't know. I gotta say that Innistrad Limited is unlike a lot of other your regular limited format. I gotta say, like 
from all of the archetypes that I've seen, there is nothing except like the green white uh, deck is low to the ground and really powerful. The green red deck is probably too mid range and mostly unplayable. And the red-black deck is probably the worst deck because your vampires are few and far between and they're not as powerful as the rest of the class. I will say red-black red needs some creatures that... Uh, like, if you're going to be red-black, at least don't be the vampire red-black. Like you, you fight other dudes to, to be that strategy. So I've just named the three dudes strategies that I can think of in the format. And those decks are not my optimal decks, except for the green-white green, green deck is actually probably my optimal deck. But the other two decks are probably not my optimal deck. All so right. the only deck that is the dude strategy that you were just talking about is the green-white deck. Well, so, hey, Chris Cash, why don't you tell me about your day, too? Oh, okay. No, because no, it, it's pretty relevant. Okay, tell me about it. Um, I opened my pool, and it didn't look like a top eight pool. So I was kind of like, all right, whatever. This is probably like an X, you know, I'll probably go like to round six next to. Um, <clears throat> it felt like it was a, a decent cool pool like it had really some really good cards in it but they just had weird synergies with it like i opened a divine reckoning um i, I ended up playing two of my rares i had divine reckoning and instigator gang i also opened two heart uh got pat well passed rather uh two heartless summonings uh a laboratory maniac um one of the rare lands i don't remember which one this is your draft not your this, no no, no this is my seal pool seal pool oh this is my seal pool those oh, were, yeah. those are my rares i heard you say i heard you say i got passed and, right well because right. you register sure, something sure, sure, and then sure, you sure. pass your deck to right. someone else so i was like oh great i got like the first thing i see when i'm looking at my pool is like cool yeah. two heartless summonings as my rares oh <laughs> hey look at this look at this laboratory maniac this Whoa. is gonna be sick um so uh, i just ended up with a, a really strong white red deck um and i splashed uh one swamp and uh, my shimmering grotto for a one of uh, high priest. The scourge deck, uh, oh, so good. Yeah. Um, and everyone's like, like, why are you doing what? that? And I was like, um, well, this guy is the stone nuts. Did you have midnight haunting? Uh, I had a midnight haunting. Yes. That would probably be the stone nuts. Um, but um, basically, it was just uh, everyone was kind of like, well, divine reckoning is not very good. Um, I had a divine reckoning and a rolling tumbler, um, and I had. Weird plays where I try to set up like with like you know unruly mob and Thraben Sentry to like board sweep and then make my dude huge and they were left with something usually not as big as mine. Um, so tell, tell me how good Rolling Templar was because I, f I feel like uh, from my experiences it's uh, a mediocre card in draft and I felt like every time I would see it in sealed it's been trash because in sealed like in the sealed, general rule of thumb is mm. play bigger dudes and in, in sealed it like right? I I was on on the draw every single game sure like if they gave if I had the option I would draw and I was fortunate enough that every time they won the die roll they wanted to play like I there's one I played against one opponent. And he was on the draw. Like, people are pretty. Like, for, I mean, I want to say that people are pretty afraid of of uh, Delver of Secrets and Reckless Wave in this format. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's why fair. people choose to, to play. Okay, hey. So I, I mean, when you're playing a good control deck, you just to answer your question. You know. uh, Rolling Templar was so good that Chris Casby didn't main deck it, and he like right. the the Rolling Templar and the two Abbey Griffins were in your board, right? And you boarded them in literally every single game. Uh, basically, I was. Uh, that, that's what I want to hear. Abed, uh, uh, the Abbey Griffin was. I felt like uh, everything else I was playing was just better. Like uh, I looked out, I got like two Necrotals. I got a Fiend Hunter and a Slayer of the Wicked. I got like uh, decent red removal, like the Rolling Templar. I got a Harvest Pyre. Um, Reasonable. Yeah, but not I got really a Scourge Dead Cultist. 
Um, it led like, to, it led to the best curve ever, which was Skurzak High Cultist. Oh like, no no no! One other oh, thing, this, I didn't even know my deck could do this. Oh, let me hear it. I went turn two, Avon Priest. Sure. Oh, so Avacyn's Priest. Yeah. Avacyn's Priest. Yeah. Um, turn three, I played the the Cultist, uh, the High Priest sure, off sure. of uh, Shimmering Grotto. Sure, sure. Uh, turn four, uh, turn three, he plays uh, the three one Life Linker. Okay. So I play my fourth land. I Slayer the Wicked his guy. And then make and tap, it tap all I do is make a 5-5 five, five David. I was like, I didn't even know my deck could oh do this. God. And he was like, yeah, uh, it just did. And I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah, no, I feel really bad about it. You no, go. you don't. <laughs> no, wait. And then a judge came by because we were at Star City Games. And they were feeling real generous. So they were like, all the judges had this pack of tokens. They were just <laughs> like, running yeah. around and they were like, what is, what's this die on the table? What's this scrap of paper? Yep. And you're like, it's a wolf. And they're like, I have, a, I have a wolf. Let me find a wolf for yeah, you. I love those events. Those yeah. are my favorite events. Was, so everybody had tokens. That's it was, awesome. It's so, kind of cool. Um, basically, uh, apparently my, uh, apparently that one five guy is the stone nuts too, the defender guy. Oh yeah. Um, the, uh, watch keep. Keep, yeah. Watch keep. Yeah. So anyways, long story short, um, I X O the Swiss portion five <laughs> O draw draw correct yeah yeah and uh, well actually it was weird because I got paired up against one of my buddies um that came down from Nova in round four and uh you know we were talking about each other's pools on smoke breaks and stuff and he was just like you know his deck was pretty nuts he had some really awesome bombs like I thought mine was very consistent and very good mm-hmm. and uh you know we sat down across from each other and we we're just like. Dude, all we have to do is just win the next two rounds. Both our decks are pretty nuts. You just want to draw. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Sure. And then you so, messed up the tournament math for a whole lot of people. <laughs> I mean, whatever. That's I mean, fine. And, uh, and I mean, I just won. He didn't. He lost the next two rounds. But That's sorry. unfortunate. But uh, I mean, I won. I did my part. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I won at my next rounds. Yeah. But um, so anyways, I top eight. And I'm not very comfortable with this draft format. Like, I'm, I'm so like traditional drafty. Like, I'm just like, oh, just take the best card. Sure. And so I had to, like, totally just, like, force awkward decisions in the draft board. I heard you second-picked a Doomed Traveler. I second-picked a Doomed Traveler. That is pretty insane to me. I uh, I opened a uh, a Geist-Honored Monk. Oh, so okay. I was just like, cool, okay. Was well, the Doomed Traveler the only white card in the pack? The um, it was the best white card, I thought. Uh, there was there was an Abby, Gargle, uh, Arby, Abby Griffin, I believe, in the pack. Um, and I thought I want to just be like one drop, two drop low to the ground. Right. Just get go. You. And uh, I was just like, yeah. So, I mean, I ended up, um, with, I thought it was an amazing deck. Um, it was just ignore your opponent, turn sideways, ignore your opponent, turn sideways. That's pretty good. So I, like I had basically, it was 19 creatures, uh, one blazing torch, one silver inlaid dagger, uh, one rally, the peasants, one travel preparations and one moment, moment of heroism. Were you splashing the mountain? No. Good. So I was I like just that. I was just all like it was like it had three three of the pilgrims, two doom travelers, like two dark thicket wolves, uh a cloistered youth. Oh. Like it was just like and then I had like these bombs. Like oh. I had a Geist Honored Monk, uh Dearly Departed, and an Essence of the Wild. Hell yeah. I think that you should have personally, as as I watched your whole draft, mm-hmm. and I I had just gotten back from Arby's and I was like, Oh, they oh, may already started the draft. But it's check like, out this cheesy roast beef. Uh, not not on the value menu, sir. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. No cheesy roast beefs. Damn. Um, I was like, still pick me up something. No, he brings I, me back like this little slider, I which hope, was fine. I well, uh-huh. I gave you two of them, and you handed me one back, and then you to were hold. Like, you were like, "Oh, here's a bag." And it, like I handed you a bag with two sandwiches in it. You handed me a bag bag with one sandwich in it. What do you think? I, like I'm gonna eat the last sandwich. I don't Honestly, that. that's that's fail logic. 
Like I'm he's fat. Ju- he's just trolling you. Is what's happening. I'm fat. Of course, I wanted the other sandwich. Obviously, this whole, told you told you to hold it while I was talking to Todd Scott about my deck. I turn around, and the sandwich is gone. Come on, you scratchy chin beard, son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, no, no. So like, get. Oh, I felt re- I felt like really self conscious. I was like, oh god, because as okay, so I walk in the door, and one of the judges uh, hands me a napkin because apparently I got some I got some mayonnaise on my face. From you walking, do that from walking back with. In the, eating, a, eating a chicken sandwich in the dark, there's there, like sometimes you get mayo on your face. Imagine holding a, a, cheese, a burger flat in your hand and then slamming it into your mouth. <laughs> That's how Daniel Sale eats. In the so, dark. In the dark. So, <laughs> what's a bite? What's a bite? Nom, nom, nom. Chomp, um, chomp, chomp. So, I, <laughs> um, after, immediately after getting that done, I'm like, oh shit, they're in the draft. Fuck. And I get myself angled up so I can see all Chris Casby's picks. And I'm like, crap, he's like six picks in. All right, well, I want to see the rest of this shit. And I got my Arby's bag, and I find a pen, and then I just start writing down all the picks on my Arby's bag. Like, just the relevant ones where I'm like, not necessarily that you picked a wrong card. But, like, why did you you, do this? Well, you always want the draft recorder, right? Where, I, I know we don't use it on Moto. Like, personally, we don't use it enough. But you go on... There's always the conversations later where it's like, oh, what was in that pack? Why right. did I take that? In yeah. so I was like, oh, I just want to write down the other relevant cards so we can, you know, maybe talk about it. Yeah, later have or whatever. some kind of good and conversation so about it. I've got probably fourteen or fifteen picks written down on this Arby's That's bag. That's a serious number of picks for an Arby's bag. I mean, it went. They're they're tall, <laughs> and so <laughs> they hold many sandwiches. Yeah, like there there was five sandwiches in there. I ate four of them. And <laughs> spoiler I, alert: <laughs> four of them got flushed down D Seal's toilet. I was only trying to eat three. Uh, I had a Coke Zero, so it balanced out. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the story's getting Don't long. Don't want to get like, fat. I end, like they go over to deck build and they're like sitting in their own little corners. And I hand Chris Casby the bag, and then after I've done it and made the drop. I realized that I've written down like a zillion picks on the bag. I'm like, oh shit. I'm not trying to assist him deck building. <laughs> Fuck. Like, ah. Maybe that, like. I didn't even notice. No, I. And apparently nobody did. Okay. But, like, that could be misconstrued as some serious collusion type shit. I didn't. You didn't even tell me that you had written a list until just now on the podcast. There's a lot of things I don't tell you. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So, um, basically, I was very... I liked my deck a whole lot. I lost to Todd Anderson, which I felt had a much worse deck. Um, he did, too, because he tried to call me on every fucking warning ever. Um, do you want to just put this out there? Like, the cloistered youth? I mean, I don't care. All right, well, then I mean, I'll, then I, I wasn't even it. upset about it. Yes, I want you to tell All the right. story, please. Like, I wasn't even upset about because it. No, because no, I'm upset for you, then. Okay, then Because I'll... this is the worst... This is, like... This is bad tournament play. Not, right. not even... I mean, okay... All you sharks out here that that want to hear this and maybe use this to your advantage, screw you. And I still want you to hear this, and I want you to know that you're a bad person. All right, fine. Go for it. So Chris Casby doesn't think it's a big deal. We all kind of lost more respect for Todd Anderson than we already didn't have. <laughs> so it's the top four. It's game two or game one. And Chris Casby has a cloistered youth in his deck. Uh, and he cloistered youth has an end-of-turn trigger. That at the end of your turn, you have to lose a life, all right? And on Moto, whatever, Moto's just going to do it for you. So if you're a Moto player, congratulations. Uh, But end of turn triggers don't happen that often, magic cards anymore. 
So it's pretty easy to forget that they exist. Right. And so as the person that controls the card, you are responsible for making sure it triggers and both people recording the life change. So not that we can prove it, but it really, really, really seemed like Todd Todd Anderson was trying to rack up some penalties by... Well, that's the thing. It wasn't just a penalty for me. Right. It was a penalty for both of us. But okay. the thing is, it's a much easier to get a missed trigger than a game rule violation. Hang on, hang on. So basically, Chris Casby says, I pass a turn to you, and we don't take a point of life. And Todd goes, okay, draws his card, looks at the board state, and goes... Oh crap! We oh, forgot what? to do this thing. We all need penalties. Immediate, like, because there's a table judge. Like, oh, we need penalties. Who was a Is, friend of was mine? That, <laughs> by, by the way, was that was that exact, exact wording? By the way, we need penalties. Yeah, like, are we gonna have to get penalties for this? And, okay, okay. And they're like, yeah, you're gonna have to get penalties. I mean, and I like, want this to and, be as objective as possible. Okay, well, I want to hear the, the all right. Facts. Well, the judge kind of rolled his eyes and he's like, yeah, you guys have to get penalties for this. All right, and <laughs> had to go like dig out a piece of paper to even write them down. No, he didn't. He just sat there and watched the game. He's like, yeah, you okay. both have a warning. Sure. <laughs> the, it's my buddy Phil, so he was just uh, okay. sitting there watching. Like we're sure. joking in in the match, like the, talking to each other. The like, very the very sure. next turn, the literal exact same thing happens. Casby <laughs> passes the turn. Todd, Good job, Casby. Todd draws a card looks at the board goes oh crap we did it again we need more penalties (laughs) and then he has to go find a piece of paper and write it down And so, and then the, he's like, "If you do it again, I have to give you a loss." I'm like, right, right. whatever." Sure. Like, I okay, so, so like, the, I was just okay, like, so the issue is, uh, as the person that controls it, you get a missed trigger penalty. As the person that doesn't control it, failure you, to maintain game state. You yes. get failure to maintain. So the pen, and they're both liable for another game loss if they get more penalties of that type. So missed triggers are much easier to get than failure to maintain game state. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to actually get that penalty. Mm-hmm. So it really kind of seemed not like an he was trying GRB, to but you're rack right. up penalties on you, hoping you would make a mistake somewhere later in the match and get a game loss. That's, that's really where... Oh, he actually tried to call me on it later. Right. And, uh, uh Because I had uh, played in game two for the win, uh, a Rally of the Peasants that was foil. And it was... I guess it was curved. So in game three, I'm flicking it, and uh, he's like, oh, he's got a rally of the peasants in his hand. I look at Nick Saban, who's the head judge, and I was like, yeah, I got a rally of the peasants in my head. I nice. Just, like, held it up like this. I was like, yeah, I got a rally of the peasants yeah. in my head. And he's like, okay, uh, do you have any other foils in your deck? I was like, yeah, there's a, a foil Addison's Pilgrim in here. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And Todd's like, so what happens? And Nick's like, play on. Yeah, play <laughs> like, on, duh. Uh, because Nick Saban knows me, and he knows I'm not a fucking cheater. Yeah. So he's just like, um, I know that you're just trying to be a fucking douchebag. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to, like, just like right. Phil was the same way. He's like, I know you're just being a douchebag. Okay. I'm not going to call him on this right, shit. Like, right, right. But, like, it's a well-known thing. You're not allowed to penalize people for playing premium versions of cards. I mean, Correct. if it was one thing, if it wasn't a draft, like, um, right. did you want me to play with a non-foil version that I didn't have? Like, right. It's, it's, it is warped. I drafted this. Right. Sorry. So, sorry. I mean, there's not a lot to say. I Anyways, mean, there is a stamp. Fuck you, Todd Anderson. You're kind of a piece of shit. Uh, okay, no, I mean, I, I, oh, I don't even, I don't even want to go like that. I, I don't. Like, it's whatever. Like, if he's got good game mechanics and he wants to call me on that stuff, he's right. I mean, I, if he wanted to call me on it, fine. Yeah, I'll take Casby the warning. Like, that's I didn't mistakes. care because Casby I was made... like, you're right. I messed up. Cool. Give me penalties. That's sure. fine. Sure. Um, the fact that he was trying to call me on it, whatever. Like, he's a fucking loser. He's a piece of shit waiter that <laughs> can't keep a waiting job. Um, his life is down the drain. Oh, he can't no. keep a fucking wife. So oh I don't know what to say. Like, if magic's all you have, sir, you got it. You can it. have it. <laughs> I Good say- on you. Um, sorry, you're gonna 
I don't know. Uh, uh, disappoint no, your entire real, family real, for the rest of existence. No, he's like, got. Oh, he, oh, was, he's got. No, he's got that really sweet goatee, though. Oh man, that goatee. So, like, I'm, I'm not saying. gonna fucking call him a fucking nasty facial hair. Like, come on, I'm not that guy. I'm not the fucking pot calling the kettle I mean, black. Hair. Have you looked in a mirror? Say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, in closing. <laughs> In closing, I got nothing against Todd Anderson. <laughs> yep. Todd Anderson, you suck. Moving on. Um, all right. So do we want to talk about uh, limited in general? Tell, tell me about, like, I don't know, good draft experiences. <laughs> like, talk to me about right. – because I think that – okay. Here. All right. Do you want to you know, like, my, my giant revelation about the entire set? Sure. I want to hear that. Uh, force mill every time. It's the best strategy. I know, right? That's, but, but, no, <laughs> not joking. But Go mill's awful. Spell, baby. Uh, no, like, I, I'm all in on mill. I'm like, oh, yeah. all dream twists, all curses, all ghoul collars, And they come around all the like, time. I don't, I'm not interested, I'm not interested that, in, like, so milling good. myself. Milling myself is... Uh, screw that like everyone oh, wants to that. like get all crazy about self mill fuck self mill mill your opponent and i'll be honest like i used to think that like blue black or like mono blue was the way to go i've, I've actually drafted those decks but seeing the red, red seeing the red blue version of the mill your opponent deck uh you get desperate ravings which is amazing you, yeah uh desperate ravings is so amazing that the last draft that i did at fno for funsies I drafted Red Green Werewolves, yeah. and I splashed um, yeah, um, I know, I an remember. island off of Caravan Vigil and a Traveler's Amulet. And like, why are you playing blue? And I was like, because I'm playing two Desperate Ravings. I'm splashing And they're this like, bitch. are you shitting me? And I was like, this card's no. the fucking nuts. Like, this card okay. is so amazing. I mean, like, you, uh, who was it? So, somebody was playing it over, I think, twice. Yeah. In, yeah. In, in some version of a deck. Like, okay. it, it was Desperate Ravings overthink twice, and people were calling him nuts. And he's like, no, really, it's like, it's divination. Not even close no. to divination. Like, no, really. Okay. You haven't played it yet. So I'll tell you what my biggest revelation about the set was. So three weeks ago, I realized Green Blue Mill is probably the most fun that I, w- I have had with a, a deck in forever. Because I get to play shit like Gnaw to the Bone, and I'm like, this is the shit. Suck on that. Like, <laughs> so good you, luck beating this. So you're saying Green Blue is the self-mill deck. Yeah. That's, so it's, that's it's where a super, it's at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, you get to mill yourself with mulch, armored scabs, and then you get to play all the huge, big, dumb blue creatures, which is something I haven't said before. Well, you but, get to you get to suck up all the sweet boneyard worms, right? And splinter yeah, frights. I mean, bone, splinter fright actually killed me once. But moving on, <laughs> I mean, we, not not because oh, it swung, but because it milled me. He milled you out. Yeah. Oh, you couldn't stop. Bonds him. of faith. It was terrible. Oh Jesus. Um, but, but 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 Casby says something to me. Uh, the week after I discovered this, he says, you know, when I draft that deck, I I think you have to play Memories Journey. And I was like, Memory Journey only saves you the three cards or the six cards. Like, oh, but I don't get, know if it's you get that the, great. No, you get the selection. You, no, well, you cycle no, no. Memories Journey. That's journeys. exactly right. Caspi goes, no, no, you need two Memories Journeys so you never mill yourself. <laughs> oh, it's the, it's the secret Gaia's blessing. <laughs> exactly. That's I actually kind of sweet. It, it was pretty cool. I thought oh. it was interesting. You, I mean, you end up eventually milling yourself because they have flashback exile. But, but like, it still takes forever. Yeah. This, this sounds it like a font you, of mythos strategy turns. if I ever mm. heard one. I would play no, that thank card. You. I'd play that card in Fauna Mythos strategies. Yeah. Uh, maybe an extended. You'll also pay me twenty dollars at the end of the day. Maybe one day. Um, I, I I will say that. Have you guys noticed that Boneyard Worm is like the biggest trap ever? Yeah. No, like that card sucks. It's only good in that archetype, right? Yeah. That's not a trap. It's a tra- no, like it's a trap. If no, because you- I will never first first pick that card. In fact, I won't even first five picks that pick no, that card. But well, that's the thing. Like a, every a, card, every card seems like it has. 
marginal playability in multiple archetypes, and that one literally only exists in that one archetype. I mean, I yeah, I, no, I drafted a red green werewolf deck. Sure. It was and it was it had like ten flip cards or nine flip cards. It had a bunch. I remember, and like, but you were I was werewolf. I was re I was really happy about it, and then I had a splinter fright and a boneyard worm, and I was like, oh, what? these that no make sense. These guys no. will just be good naturally because of the way magic works and like. Oh, oh, my guys I mean, will die, yeah. so my bone wor boneyard so, worm will be probably a yeah. five drop. So Obviously, two, et cetera, et cetera. boneyard worm is just Tarmogoyf. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> I'll be I'll be honest. I got trapped. I'll be, I got trapped. I played those cards, and then I realized these are just awful. And so, like, so after the first round, I was like, okay, it was an FNM. Like, all right, I'm gonna take out the boneyard worm. That that wasn't good. Uh, it sat in my hand and like didn't do anything. So that was real bad. And then. Like two rounds later, I was like, "Wow, the Splinter Fright." Also, <laughs> well, that's the thing. Really the, bad. The, the good, the good werewolves are hard to kill. Yeah, like <laughs> Villi villagers, <laughs> villagers, and the uh, like, you know, like Daybreak Ranger. Like when he oh, flips, that's easy to kill. Not when he flips on the front side. On the front side, <laughs> yeah, they're all easy to kill on the front side, um, right? <laughs> but uh, literally, my my, I think my two favorite werewolves are um, the one five. The one five defender that guy's guy. so good. Hamar Watchkeep. <sighs> that guy's so good. That guy's really just so good. I mean, a one five defender is very good. Also, he has the added benefit of like, or the drawback, I guess. Um, I did this in sealed at least once on the weekend where I put a bonds of faith on it, and my opponent, uh, it was a, uh, it, it had flipped. It was a five five that had attack. I put a bonds of faith on it, and then he ended up playing a spell and then throwing a geist flame at my face to get it flipped back over. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I'm just going to have this badass, like, 3-7 attacker. And then he realized, like, he flipped it over, and he's like, oh, it has Defender? Oh, man. <laughs> Remember when like, you weren't attacking with him before? <laughs> I didn't read my card good enough. So, I mean, uh, Bonds of Faith on Werewolves is, like, the most, it, it's the coolest and oh, most that was awkward interaction that was really at good. the same time. I um, love it. It I, is a really great like, interaction. Galvan I had Galvanic Juggernaut in my sealed pool. Yeah. And with my board sweeps, it was so nuts. Because I would just be like rolling tumbler, sweep your board, untap swing. <laughs> Divine intervention. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> Sorry. I did. Oh, God. That deck was just really fun to play. Better I want to like build that deck in construction. Not to, not oh, yeah. <laughs> just because it was so awesome. Not to kill so the tempo, fun. but I have a story. Uh, of course you have a story. I always have a story. Uh, I got convinced about Inquisitor's Flail on the ride up. Oh, um, boy. Where I, I really didn't think Inquisitor's Flail was very good. It looks like the card that's actually pretty bad. It's to me. only as good as your creatures are. And so on day one, it's I ended up. It's only as good as how many first strikers you have, right? Or flyers. Okay, continue. Okay, so on day one, I ended up with this black white deck that I thought was very mediocre, but could get there. And I played the Inquisitor's Flail because I had. I, I started laying out all the things that would work with Inquisitor's Flail. I ended up with like 11 or 12 cards. I'm like, wow. Like they get, either fly or yeah, have first Yeah, they were either flyers or yeah. they were first strikers. And black white just has this overwhelming uh, number like, of both of those yeah they're, they're just like all flying in first strike is all their dudes and then i had like a macro patrician and i was like ah, i don't know like i'll just gain six life with this thing that's reasonable uh so i ended up playing it there's a very awkward interaction with inquisitor's flail where it doubles the damage it deals in combat it mm -hmm. also doubles the damage dealt to it in combat mm -hmm. all right that's all you really need to know without the crazy text that is the, that is the text it is i'm, I'm well trying to make it this. also says equip Okay. Oh, it does. It yeah. does do that. For two. You, you do have to put it on your guy before it does anything. <laughs> yep, All good right. job. So I have a Thraven Sentry. It's flipped over, so it's a 5-4 Trampler. Mm -hmm. It's got an Inquisitor's Flail on it. Whoa. All right? So now it's a Trampler that deals double damage. Sure. Apparently, 
this is a much more complicated interaction than people would assume it is because I I ended up beating a bloodline key. It, it gets more complicated. I'm going to just run the humble brags here. He had it locked under claustrophobia. He had a bloodline keeper and one other creature. I ended up out of my hand playing Demon Male Hauberk, Village Bell Ringer, Sack Village Bell Ringer, equip my Thraben Sentry. It's also untapped now and crush at you for 18 to try to win the game. Yeah. Um, it felt real good. Sounded pretty uh, good. <laughs> and he was sitting there looking at it and looking at it. And in my mind, I, look, looking at the cards, I'm like, this isn't even lethal. If he just makes, if he just like blocks with both his dudes, it's not lethal. Like, right. he, like it has trample, but it's not lethal because I have to assign damage in this way. He's looking at it, he's looking at it, he's like, well, I guess that's lethal. I can't beat that. All right, I'm scooping. I'm like, all right, cool. Okay, sure. Like, you don't know how the rules work, so... <laughs> Good job. Scooping them up. And yep. so I had to go find a judge afterwards. I'm like, I just want to make sure that, like, this is how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inquisitor's Flail, you, while it does deal double damage, it deals double damage upon resolution of damage. Correct. The way that Trample works, you must assign what would be lethal damage to a creature before you can trample over anything else. So... Just because th- something is an X2, you can't only put one damage on it, assuming the other one damage will happen due to double damage. So you have to put two damage on it. It Basically, this reduces the amount of trample damage you get through. And, and like it, This is pretty complicated stuff. It but, makes it less broken than it could be. Right. Like It's, a, it's less broken. Also, but like, there's not very many creatures with trample in the format. No, so. it's, it's, it's pretty niche. And so I ended up having to like call a judge on day two when my opponent did this to me where we had a dispute about life totals, right. and then I had to go convince two judges at the same time. Like, they, they both looked at the situation, and they're like, what's wrong? I'm like, no, re- like, you guys don't get this? Like, like deals damage upon resolution. Like, the, tri- I'm the like, trigger happens upon resolution, etc. I had to just explain it right. to, like, multiple judges. I'm like, guys, right. like, this is this is nuts to me. Like, right. I, 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 like, I figured this out yesterday, suckers. Yeah, like, come on, get, all, get with it. Like, you I guys, don't, it's don't not you guys a trigger. conferences? Yeah, so... It says if combat damage would be dealt, it's doubled. So it's not like if you're it right. Deals it's, it's not an actual trigger, but it's a thing that happens when combat. It just is, gets. It just like gets any a, combat damage gets is resolved. Right. Yeah. So, like, it's, but, but it's, it's just a, a weird thing. You still have to assign your regular combat damage before it is actually. Like I said, before it's applied. So applied would be after the combat damage. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make this all rulesy. What other cards do you think are sweet and limited? No, no, no. I, I also like. Oh, we're not this conversation. No, I, I mean, no, 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 like, no. I knew that that was going to be crazy. I just want to get it off my chest because no, no, I good. thought it was an awesome story. It's good. I also want to say I played. Uh, I played an Inquisitor Flare uh, in my first sealed deck that was actually competitive, which was an MTG Grudge Match, and uh, I had a bunch of huge flyers, and it was nothing but bad for me. And the reason is it's better on small flyers because your small flyers will deal double damage and kill yeah. big flyers or do their thing. I'll, but big flyers, it just allows them to die. Yeah. Like I, a 5-5 five, five Sturmgeist will just get eaten by anything. I used it against my opponent. He uh, he put it on a Galvanic Juggernaut. I used a Moment right. of Heroism on a 2-2 two, two to block. Right. And then I, ga- I gained double life and killed his guy. Mm-hmm. And he just he was like... It, it like it totally caught him off guard, and he Probably was like, "Blew his mind." It's like, "Holy crap!" Like I lost my best dude, and you gained double life. Right. Was, so that card really is double edged sword. It's the kind of card I love. I love double edged cards. And sure, I, I mean think it's, it's really good in some scenarios, and it's really bad. But variance is bad in I this also game. Still think it's terrible, and I really don't like playing it. Exactly, variance is bad in this game. You want to be sure of your effects, 
etc. I'll probably play it in constructed at some point. That's awful. I play it um, with a crew of outlaw. <laughs> First strike, so good. And then, see, and then double that's strike. how you limit your the double, strike. The double strike. That's but, how you limit your variance but, is you literally break the card in half by having only one effect. Invisible stalker, butcher's cleaver, inquisitor's flail. Let's <gasps> get it going. Do it. Here we go. Ugh, kill me. So much damage. Could you actually just kill me? I, I, think, actually, I think I actually just want you to kill me with a cleaver. I was brewing a deck at I can, work today, and it was just all hexproof creatures and <laughs> <laughs> like awful creature enchantments. I was like, Sacred Wolf, go. I want to play. Invisible Stalker, and I want to put Dark Favor on it. <laughs> Whoa. Yikes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrath of God never beats this. <laughs> Who plays Wrath of God? Yikes. The only decks in the format right now that are playing white aren't playing. They're playing heroes and champions. Oh, I know, I know. Okay, so I know you've covered some of the other, like, archetypes. I, I want to talk about the offbeat archetypes. I think... Freaking village cannibals is an archetype in itself. And oh, it's just, it, yeah. white black, black white, white, white black humans is, is a definitely very a good thing. Death. Yeah, I think I think you have to get village cannibals to make it go, but it's it, it's not the uh, only village card cannibals you need. and unruly mobs kind of go hand in hand in that deck. Really, and then you just play with all like right. the doom travelers and mausoleum guards, and they right. just, they help each other. And, and I mean, like demon mill hauberk. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a thing that people haven't actually caught onto in a mainstream sense. But that being said, uh, the archetype is kind of stolen from. In the fact that everyone online, at least, I don't know about in real life, that I mean, I don't, I don't draft with a lot of really super savvy people, Thanks. but uh, Casby is one, and we, we only draft with suckers. Okay, I can only count, suckers. I can only count to one in my draft group. Um, not that I don't, I mean, not that I don't hate. All right, stop shitting on people. Get to the point. <laughs> I love you guys. You're bad. Um, <laughs> I top forward nerds. <laughs> Uh, okay, so um, the the thing is, uh, it's stolen from by the green white archetype. Like a lot of people are playing green white everywhere because people are yeah. like, oh my god, green white. I mean, especially thanks to uh, Brad Nelson. I just I just want to hate on him for a little bit because uh, he wrote like four articles in the beginning of the season. Was like, oh my god, I think the best archetype ever is green white humans. In fact, you can force it in these ways. Let me force it, force it, force it. And you're like, wow, this is really annoying because. I will say I I don't like the trend of here's a really sweet draft archetype and here's a, two drafts to prove it right. and then the two drafts to prove it are just the most wide open obvious picks in the fucking planet. He did that too. He did that with blue black. Or yeah. oh my god, it was miserable. It, I because because I, I, I don't know. He talked about two different drafts. The first one was first pick Liliana and the second one was was first pick Blood Gift Demon. And it was like, right. oh, good job. You you picked you picked the right card there. Um, right. it was really strong and shit. And then it's and like, then, oh, I happen to get like the six pick Scab Goliath. That just happens right. to get in oh, there. Oh, I got like, fourth and fifth pick on Unforgiven rights. I mean, on burial rights. Sorry. Like, blah, 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 I'm, blah, I'm a little blah. upset about like skewed it's skewed like, draft viewer type stuff. Please. Where it's like your draft doesn't even look real, dude. Like I I, I understand. You drafted this on Moto, right. it just came out on online. Good job. People are really excited. They also have no idea what the hell they're doing, right. so you suck. Right. Um, These are probably the pre-release drafts that you paid the twenty dollars for that only suckers are actually gonna pull up, gonna pay. Anyway, like I don't But you get a foil. Like, oh, one foil? How much Mayor, is that worth? Mayor of Aberbrook. Oh, how much was it worth? Zip. 
don't know. What are what are all Zilch. what are all Magic Online cards worth? Yeah. Uh, Zilch. That's not true. No, they're worth nothing until the set rotates, and then no one can get them anymore. Right, and, and then, then they're, they're worth, worth a million. Actually, a like, like they're Scarlet. actually just worth nothing yeah. because I'm too lazy to actually turn them into real things. Well, well I'm saying, like, well the, then that's the, not my fault. The scars okay. of mirroring cards. Are worth <laughs> the scars of mirroring. Sorry, Chris Burrow's over here <laughs> flipping fucking Magic cards online, making a fucking raping on. Oh, fucking... we're talking 17 free drafts in Scars of Mirrodin block. I'm oh, sorry. really? How much? How much rent did that pay? Ah, just enough for you to suck my dick. (laughs) The lawn did not get mowed that much. It didn't. It really didn't. Yeah. 17 free drafts. Uh, it was still it was in my mom's basement. Just enough fun. <laughs> That's not even true. I'm kidding. Fuck you. <laughs> I was talking right, actually about Brad Nelson. Oh. <laughs> so we got. We're blue. just gonna hate on real people today. Oh god, <laughs> so good. That's our that's our thing now. That's our thing. Yeah, We're yeah. just gonna hate on people. Hate. Uh, it's good. All right, so we got blue green self mill. We got black white humans. What's we got more like weird archetypes. I mean, obviously, there's weird red stuff? blue. There's red blue mill. Red blue burning. I think. Yeah. Red, I think red blue mill hasn't caught on yet. We've been over that a lot already. Uh, right. Red, red blue red, mill. Red white humans. I think is very good. Really? Yes. yes. Definitely. Because village uh, ironsmith plus village because plus uh the village ironsmith is like he's like the dregs. Yeah. Plus, plus, no. no, no, no he's good. Very good. Ironsmith plus uh but really? cleaver is as good makes, as the uh the hexproof dude. Village, oh, I'm sorry. Village dude. Uh, makes I don't have to get a locks it on Warhammer in all my drafts. First strike is so good. I mean, it's an uncommon. So I, and I've actually seen more than one in most most drafts. But the thing is, he makes uh, not, not, not that doesn't that even have to be butcher's cleaver. You just play even. with silver laid dagger, which you see all the exactly. time. Exactly, that thing. Like, is, I mean, like they're everywhere. You get pitchforks, which are very good. Like you, just, all all the equipment is very good with the humans. I think pitchfork is the absolute worst. Oh, you're uh, in the, in the is, echelon of equipments in this set, pitchfork has to be the worst. Okay, no, that's not true um, at all. Basically, I was just getting her to say how amazing first strike is. That's why Ironsmith is nuts. No, I mean that's why they, pitchfork is nuts. Casby took the words out of my mouth so i have to say no i i get it like i i understand why you would want to play the ironsmith if you're going to get an equipment that makes it good but ironsmith no, is, no, no, no. is kind of the, the ironsmith he already turns has into his first strike i'm he saying already no has first i get strike. it no i understand he already does so why do i want this pitchfork that is redundant because you play with other things bullshit because you play with other things that don't i mean have you're looking for red white humans so Pitchfork is just going to be good in that deck. Like Red White, that's what the really Red White deck does is, he, is human synergy. I would rather play any card. What? Like an Infernal Plunge. Fuck it. Yeah, well. <laughs> You'd rather play Infernal Plunge than what? I mean, Sharpen Pitchfork. I don't know. I'm just being, a, I'm guys, just being a dick at this point. But you're an idiot. Look, if, if I don't know, like it's like our motto on okay, this channel. No, Detail, you're an idiot. No, like red white needs sacrifice outlets, and you don't always have a demon Falberg. So if you have a sharpened pitchfork and an infernal plunge and a doom traveler, plunge. you in you infernal plunge your doom traveler, and then you use that mana to equip the sharpened pitchfork to the spirit dragon. <coughs> Kill me. Could you kill me, That's please? That's a good play, right? You're making me Because then, Because now you have a first-striking spirit, and first-strike is the fucking nuts in this format. It is. That's it what you really told me. Is. That's what you just told me. First-strike so. is I mean, the nuts. Like, first-striking um, tokens, that's fucking this format insane. Is, this Do you format, know how good right. Avatar Rule is? Here, okay, here's here's the thing, okay? <laughs> why, why does... Why does Invisible Stalker... Why does Invisible Stalker with a Butcher's Cleaver on it just rape? Because it's a four-point life swing all the time. No, it's an eight-point life swing, eight point but life swing. good job. The reason that Invisible Stalker is so nuts is because this whole format is about creature combat. Thank okay? you. Okay? 
Yes. So that guy avoids That's what that. Wizards has been trying to achieve for four right. years now. This guy, this they guy, finally figured out how to make creature combat relevant. This guy, Good job, uh, you figured this it guy out. avoids that. Okay, that's why yeah. it's the Stone Nuts. That's too far. We're not... We're not we're editing that out. Uh, <laughs> you can't edit it out. I put it over relevant talking. <laughs> so good. You're the uh, best. You can't edit me. You can't censor me, D Sale. Right. I can't actually. I've done it in the past. Uh, don't I'll do, do it, it again. Never gonna live and get me down. You're too lazy to stop me, so true story. <laughs> uh so we're done, right? We gotta wrap this up. We gotta wrap Pretty this much. up. Pretty much. It's uh, about that time. Do you guys have do you guys have any like sharpened pitchfork? ridiculousness aside because apparently no i mean first first pitchfork, is, very pitchfork good. is probably the second worst equipment I mean, <laughs> okay like, it's right. super, like, like it, but that being said it's still pretty good i would yeah. I, like i get it it does a thing there are better equipments in the format yes there are and they you usually the get first, snatched up a lot sooner than sharpened pitchfork. Uh, you know what the first worst equipment is demon mail harbor and that still makes it into a shit ton of decks no the first worst is fucking wooden stake uh, yeah, you got, me. you got bad. me. You got me. You got me. Wooden stakes real bad. You got um, me. I, I want to ask a question. I want to just I want to ask you guys uh, because I've never personally played these cards, but I've seen them get played. Sure. All right. The first one is Cellar Door. Would you ever play that card? It looks I've absolutely played it atrocious. I've played it before. I, I played it in pre-releases, and I haven't played it since. It's not actually that good. Right. I've played it before. All right. So okay, card not great. Uh, okay. Second card. Um, Graveyard shovel, never play it. I've, play, I've um, played. I, that I would card. board that. I, I, boarded, I would board that I boarded card. it in. I would never. I boarded it in once this weekend. I would board that against the Burning Vengeance deck. I like, would. It, I mean, it's extremely slow, and sometimes you get life out of it. It is a little bit cute. You can target yourself and gain two life by removing your own dude. But other than that, it's like pretty bad. I would never. All right. It's because you don't think outside the box. Well, that was yeah, my that's quick, that be was my quick poll. Def- okay, the, I'll, I'll tell you, the one time I actually would is if their mill strategies were literally only casting the spell first for their Burning Vengeance deck. Like, if they had any kind of other kind of mill, like if they had even one Desperate Ravings or even one uh, Armored Scob or... That's when, that, that's when that deck, that's when it gets good because they have to choose between their flashback spells or giving you life. No, Armored Scob is going to hit lands. Yeah, like, I mean, at that point, I mean, Graveyard Shovel also is like two to activate, so it's you're actually cost- just wasting mana and time. It's going to cost you like four to like six mana to actually they hit. They never mill some- land. <laughs> you're okay. killing me. You're yeah. actually just killed me. That's I'm right. Dead. That's right. Yeah, could, That's... You, could you blow taps for me? Yep. Taps. I thought that was a wake up song, not a death song. No, that's uh taps. What's that one called? <laughs> oh, that's Revelry. I'm sorry, that's the Revelry. Yeah. Alright. I, think we I feel get... like the guy from Reading Rainbow. Yeah. Like the, the guy with the white hair. Oh like... man. Uh, oh, I only know that he's George. Then we went down to the swamp and played Swamp Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Then there was the skunk playing the trumpet. Everywhere in life you can find rhythm. <laughs> Little octopus was playing the saxophone. <laughs> I'm 
I'm not, <laughs> this guy was so awful. Like, I feel like he thought like he was actually sounded like the things. It was just like he was having such a great time making these stupid little noises. It's like you're an idiot. What are you doing? I'm not, like, I'm not trying to be racist. I watched uh, the uh, the the going down to the Bayou Princess film with my niece recently. I don't even know what you're talking. I don't know about. what you're talking about. The Princess Frog, bro, the Frog Princess. Oh, okay. oh yeah, the um the the. the the Frog uh, Princess, or whatever it's called. The New Orleans themed sure. uh, princess movie. Yeah. Is it New Orleans themed? Yes, it yes, is. It is. Uh, I didn't know that there was princesses in the Okay, I know, guess right? what? Uh, or it's pronounced Nolan. They decided. Nolans. They didn't. Dis- they decided they didn't have a black princess, and they needed one real bad. Yeah. So. They, Why they, would they make it New Orleans based? I don't know. Good it question. Was really cool. That's I a actually really did like that movie. Well, so no, shut up. Like they already had, <laughs> they already had a Middle Eastern princess and a Native American princess and like Jasmine, half a, Pocahontas, half a dozen uh, fucking white princesses. So. There was also an Asian princess, Ariel, and there was an Asian princess and a mermaid princess. Yeah. So I mean, it was, was about only, time. I mean, they're like, discriminating against mermaids. <laughs> Basically. No, no, they gave a mermaid her entire movie. Like honestly, come on. I anyway, mean, uh, watch that. lobsters. Did not hold he's up. He's a Jamaican slave. So, so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. When when I was a kid, I thought Ariel was really hot. Totally, really? just me. I mean, I mean, she had a shell bra, which kind of led to the most skin that a princess has shown. Booyah. So, I mean, I was kind of into her dad. King Titan? Dude, he was fucking ripped. And he had the trident. Like, that dude was powerful. <laughs> it was like shooting lightning. Better than it was tractor. like the yeah. Zeus. Yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute. Also, also, like, try to say, try to say no to that guy. I know, I know. I don't, don't even try to explain that to me. I understand. Okay? Light, lightning and water doesn't work. He, like, would shoot a lightning bolt, and it would actually just electrocute the entire ocean. No, it, no it works for Ursula. She did the same thing. Yeah, Ursula was but fat. The, the, oh, so her chubbiness sucked up all the electricity? Yes, sir. The lack of continuity was continuous of the movie. I mean, they also spent half the movie on land, so explain that one to Prince me. Prince Eric! I can't talk. That's I'm sorry, Prince, also Prince Eric, Prince Eric probably has the worst character design. This is the worst conversation any... of all time. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> robot yeah. jocks? I want to talk about your talk mom. about some robot chicken? Talk about some Casby's mom is so. Did you shave funny. today? You I, normally are a lot more beardy. I did. I know. I shaved actually two days ago. I don't beard very much. <laughs> this is actually just like two weeks of just. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> this, this little stubble is like, oh, Casby has no shit in two weeks. Guys, thanks for listening to Scrubland. Oh, is this the end of the show? <laughs> this is the end of the show. <laughs> is this is this the signal of the end of the show? Um. So speaking of facial hair. I just want to let you know that uh, we we have you on uh, Scrubland Podcast at fa- on, on Facebook and Scrubland Podcast at gmail.com. And if you ever want to hear more of us, I actually haven't checked us the MD- Gmail in a long time. I need to check that. MTGcast. Uh, our Gmail account has just been filled up with Channel Fireball and Star City Games newsletters. That's my fault. Thanks. I like. Sorry, I, I signed I just, up. I signed us up for both. No, I just assumed so. a fan signed us up nope. or something. That was me. Disagree. Moving you're, on. Chris Casby, you're probably the best player in the room at this point. Not kidding. <laughs> like, look at Burroughs. I'm not trying to make Chris Burroughs do a spit take or anything, but I, <laughs> like, I really do Hold think. Hold on. Go, go, go. 
<laughs> like Chris Casby, you've been on hot streak. I I want to give I want to give you real props for that. I think mm-hmm. you're I think you're real good at this game. All you got to do is pull out the janky shit that nobody is expecting. Casby, I've you told you multiple them. times. Find me a deck, give me a week to test it, and I will fucking play it for you. I can't do that because I found my deck and it's the nuts. I actually like your decks. No one wants to play Tezzeret Aggro. They don't. It's not Tezzeret Aggro. It's Tezzeret it's, no, it's, Control. It's, it's Tezzeret. It's no one Tezzeret, wants to play Tezzeret, Tezzeret anything. It's standard Tezzerator. It's amazing. That deck is nuts. All right, guys. That's going to do it for the Scrubland Podcast, episode number 57. For the, record, for the record, there was one week where all the pros were like Druidic Satchel, and then they stopped. Yeah. And I'm glad that they stopped, because it is actually just the nuts. Mike Flores based. Just <sighs> he also, likes it. Todd Anderson, suck it. No, right. no. Not, let's not be mean to Todd it's Anderson. Over. Todd Anderson has a rough life you have to go home to. It's been a while. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Todd Anderson, go get me a beer. This is is the Scrubland Podcast signing out. We got to go. We got to be done. Could you get me dinner? We're back. We're back in the groove of of podcasting again. We're going to do it more often, hopefully. We got got the new... Like, we're finally done moving. We got the new studio. So... I love you. It's a regular thing now. Scrub fans. Look forward to it. No, for real. Email us. Do it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. Look at this guy. Pictures on Facebook. Cool ass ass fig Newtons on Facebook. We should picture this. Bye, guys. (laughs)